Okay, so we're going to go to these. Uh, you got me loaded, Ginger? Oh. All right, so we want to talk about. So, can I talk for three minutes? Let's let's don't vote on that. Let's don't vote on that. Do not vote on that. Okay, don't vote on that. Uh, everything in the Old Testament points to the cross. Okay, everything in the New Testament points back to the cross. Okay, the cross. The cross is the focal point of the plan of God. That is where what we would call ground zero happened, the cross. If you want to go back in the beginning, Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, where the Lord is pronouncing the curses on everything. He curses the man, he curses the woman, he curses the earth, he curses the serpent. And he also says to the serpent that he would put uh, uh, hostilities between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. And the seed of the serpent would bruise the heel of the seed of the woman, but the seed of the woman would bruise the head of the serpent's seed. Okay? That happened at Calvary. He was talking about the cross right there. And the plan of God was this, to redeem us, mankind, from sin. We were sinners before we even got a chance to take a breath. All of us. All of us were sinners before we even got a chance to take a breath. And so, uh, we look now at the cross. So the cross did not happen just by accident. It was divinely planned of God. And you jump from the Garden of Eden, where the Lord pronounced the curses on everything, to Egypt, thousands of years later. And the Israelites had been in slavery 400 years. Now there's deliverance that is coming. And this deliverance is coming in one night. And it's coming through the last plague. And they're going to be preserved by the death of a lamb. The Passover lamb. And the Lord said, he gave them all the instruction in uh, Exodus chapter 12. We'll be digging around in Exodus chapter 12 tonight. Uh, He gave them all the instruction on what to do. And he said... When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Okay? Thanks. My mom always did tell me I was good. So, that's good. So he said, I will pass over you. And he also said, you do this every year for a memorial. I don't want you to ever forget this. You don't ever forget what I'm going to do for you tonight in Egypt. I'm going to take 400 years... And I'm going to turn it upside down in one night. So if you've got something going in your life that doesn't seem like it's ever going to end, the Lord can turn it over in one night, in one moment, in one moving of His Spirit. Okay? So we're going to talk about these similarities tonight. Similarities between Jesus and the Passover Lamb. So I did accomplish the task of talking for three minutes. Okay, here's a nice picture for you. This is the night before Jesus is is on the cross. This is the Last Supper. Do you remember what happened at the Last Supper? What did they take for the very first time? Communion, Passover. All right? 
He broke the bread, said, this is my body. He gave them the cup and said, this is, this is my blood. He said, as often as you do this, you're going to remember me. And so that's where it's all tied together. Everything is tied together in the scriptures. All right. So what many do not know is that Passover illustrates the sacrifice of the Passover lamb and the crucifixion of Jesus. Can we get those lines on individual slides or not? Never mind, never mind. It's good. Now, the first Passover lamb was slain during the dark times in Egypt. Okay? So this 400 years of slavery, there was, there was, it was dark times. There was generation after generation of children who were raised by slave parents who said, one day God is going to deliver us. Only for that generation to grow up and get old and on their deathbeds tell their kids who were raised as slaves, one day God's going to deliver us. Okay? That can get kind of depressing. So these are dark times in Egypt. The Okay. Wow. The event, this event marked the beginning of the Exodus, which delivered the Israelites from slavery. The sacrifice of the Lamb... Jesus delivered us from our sins and marked the beginning of true salvation for all mankind. So these are the parallels of what we're talking about here. So here are some 12 amazing comparisons. First of all, four days. Four days. The lamb had to be chosen and brought into the house four days before Passover. Four days before his death on the cross, on the eve of Passover, Jesus came into Jerusalem on a donkey. And that's found in uh, Exodus 3. Announced to the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, each family must choose a lamb or a young goat for a sacrifice. One animal for each household. If the family is too small to eat the whole animal, let them share with another family in the neighborhood. Divide the animal according to the size of each family and how much they can eat. The animal you select must be, now keep this in mind, one year old male, either a sheep or a goat with no defects. Has to be one year old, has to be a male, and has no defects. Take special care of this chosen animal until the evening of the 14th day of the first month. Then the whole assembly of the community of Israel must slaughter their lamb or young goat at twilight. So they killed the animal all at the same time on that night. All right? Four days before, Jesus comes into Jerusalem. And as they came to the towns of Bethpage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples ahead. Go into the village over there, he told them. As you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, why are you untying that coat? Just say the Lord needs it. Now, if you guys need a car, all right, and you see a car, keys in the car, don't just go take the car and say the Lord needs it, okay? Because the Lord probably didn't tell you to go get that other person's car. Oh, I'm just taking your car because the Lord needs it. But no, I just threw that in. You don't, don't pay attention to that. I'm sorry. I just got on a rampage there. So they went and they found the coat. Just as Jesus had said, sure enough, as they were untying it, the owners asked him, why are you untying that coat? 
And the disciples simply replied, the Lord needs it. So they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it for him to ride on. As he rode along, the crowd spread out their garments on the road ahead of him. When they reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. Blessings on the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in highest heaven. So Jesus comes in four days before his crucifixion. The Passover lamb is in the house four days before its sacrifice. So the next one is it's without blemish. The lamb had to be without blemish. No cuts, no bruises, no deformities. Jesus was without blemish. He was sinless. Exodus 12:5. Your lamb or kid shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it from the sheep or the goats. First Peter 1:18 and 19 for Jesus says this, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from the vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the pre- precious blood of Christ. Look, as a lamb without blemish and without spot. So these parallels here. Now, let me say this, that when Jesus dies, he dies on Passover. Just like that lamb did. Okay? And then when he rises again, three days later, when he rises again, that is the day that the, what is called first fruits is a Jewish festival and feast. What was he? He was the first fruits of the dead. See how God is a God of order? God wants us to be have order in our lives. One year. The lamb had to be one year old in the prime of his life. Jesus was in the prime of his life when he was sacrificed as a young man, 33 years old. Exodus 12, 5. Your kid, lamb or kid shall be without blemish, a male of the first year, and take it from the sheep or the goats. He was a man. The lamb had to be a male. Jesus was a man. Okay? We read that scripture before. Everyone. Say everyone. Everyone. Every house and each family had to have their own lamb. Everyone has to open their own heart for what Jesus has done for them and personally accept him as their Lord and Savior. Exodus 12, 3 and 4. Announce to the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, each family must choose a lamb or a young goat for a sacrifice, one animal for each household. If a family is too small to eat a whole animal, let them share with another family in the neighborhood. Divide the animal according to the size of each family and how much they can eat. Okay, 14th day. So on the 10th day of the month, they chose him. The 14th day, he's now to be slain. The Passover lamb was slain on the eve of Passover, on the afternoon of the 14th day of Nisan, which is the first month of the Jewish calendar. Jesus is the lamb that was sacrificed at the same time the lambs were being killed on the 14th day of the first month. Now let me tell you what God did here. God said, not only are you going to have this sacrifice, okay, not only are you going to kill this lamb, but he said, I am changing the times. He said, 
this month will now be the beginning of months for you. So it could have been in the middle of April, March or April. And he said, this is now going to be the first month and the beginning of months for you. I'm going to completely make everything brand new for you. How about that? The Lord makes it brand new in our lives. He makes all things new. Exodus 12, 6. And you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. The whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. Mark 15, 25. It was 9 o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. They put Jesus on the cross at 9 a.m. Okay? At 9 a.m. they put him on the cross. Mark 15, 31. The leading priests and teachers of religious law also marked Jesus. He saved others, they scoffed, but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, the King of Israel, come down from the cross so we can see it and believe him. Even the men who were crucified with Jesus ridiculed him. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until 3 o'clock. So they hang him on the cross at 9 a.m. From 9 until noon, he's just hanging there. Now, at noon, it begins to get dark across the land. It begins to get dark across the land, and I, I discovered something that I put on your handout. Don't look for it yet. It's a surprise. All right? At noon, darkness be- begins to fall across the whole land for three hours. Okay? I'm going to give you a hint. What would cause darkness for three hours over the earth? Nope, you can't do it. Unless you give the answer that you gave me today. Yes. The earth was mourning. An eclipse. Yes. Was the possibility that there was an eclipse and that the land of Palestine, the land of Israel, was dark for that three hours? Because you know when a solar eclipse starts... It gradually gets dark until it's totally dark, and then it gradually comes, the light comes, the light comes back on. The sun beam. Could it have been? So we now have total darkness for three hours. Then at three o'clock, Jesus calls out with a loud voice, Elo, Elo, Lima, Sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood us and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it to him on a reed stick so he could drink. Wait, he said. Let's see whether Elijah comes to take him down. Then Jesus uttered another loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Now, that veil was several feet thick. Okay? They say it was anywhere from 18 to 24 to 36 inches thick. It was made up of multiple coat or curtains, skins, and linens. When it rent, when it was ripped, it didn't rip at the bottom because they could have said some man came in and ripped it. But it ripped from the top to the bottom. God did a miraculous thing. Ginger was saying today, can you imagine being the priest who's now in there, the high priest in the temple, offering up the Passover, and suddenly the veil that you have to sneak around the side of 
or get transported in there, teleported in there somehow to offer up the blood sacrifice, suddenly rips wide open. And now what's been a secret has been exposed to the whole world to see. Because in that holies of holies, that represented the Spirit of God. And you know what that just did? That opened up the door for all of us to enter into the Holy Ghost lifestyle. How about that? Now that wasn't that worth a drive? Clear across town fighting traffic, Frank? It was worth it, wasn't it? Yes. Let's go on. Broken bones. The Israelites were not allowed to break the bones of the lamb. Not during the cooking and not even during the eating. Jesus' bones didn't get broken during the torture and the mockery he endured during the crucifixion. John chapter 19, verse 31, says this, The Jews, therefore, because it was a preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for the Sabbath day was a high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken, that they might be taken away. Then came the soldiers and brake the legs of the first and of the other which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead already, they brake not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith came there out blood and water. And he that saw it bear record, and his record is true, and he knoweth that he saith the true, that you might believe. For these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled, a bone of him shall not be broken. You can find that scripture in Psalms. All right? That scripture is in Psalms. So no bones were broken. On the Passover lamb, no bones were broken on our Lord. No leftovers. No leftovers. That's the best part of the meal. Spaghetti, three or four days old. Oh, it's just like the flavor gets in there. It just soaks in. But here, no leftovers. No leftovers. The lamb had to be consumed entirely on the eve of Passover. Nothing was to remain overnight. Jesus was taken off the cross on the same evening of his crucifixion, although that wasn't customary because usually they would leave them hang there for several days. But because the Sabbath was coming, they wanted the Jews wanted the, his body pulled off of there and, and taken care of. Exodus 12, 8 says this, The same night they must roast the meat over a fire and eat it along with bitter green, salad greens and bread without yeast, which is also called unleavened bread. Do not eat any of the meat raw or boiled in water. The whole animal, including the head, legs, and internal organs, must be roasted over fire. Do not leave any of it until the next morning. Burn whatever is not eaten before the morning. So no leftovers. Okay, John 19, 31. The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for the Sabbath was a high day, where he's talked about that, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Firstborn. All right? Firstborn. The lamb died in place of the firstborn of the Israelites. Now remember, you remember what the plague was? Remember what the plague was here in Egypt, this last plague? So, you know, we had the the uh, Nile River was turned into blood. All the rivers, all the lakes, all the waters in Egypt were turned into blood. 
We had flies. We had lice. We had hail fall from heaven. And when it fell from heaven, when it hit the earth, it turned into fire and it burned up all of the crops. We had darkness for three days in Egypt. Yet all of these plagues, the last plague was the firstborn of beast, firstborn of humans was going to die. Correct? So the Lord says, I am going to do this. I am going to have you take a lamb and die in place of the firstborn of the Israelites. How about that? Do you know where that happened before? Come on, this is Old Testament survey here. It happened with Adam and Eve. God hates sin. He's going to destroy sin. Then he realizes that sin is in who? Adam and Eve. So he does what in Exodus or Genesis chapter two, the end of Genesis two. So the Lord God killed an animal and gave the skin to the man and the woman. There was already what's called a, a substitution. There was a substitution. This lamb was a substitution for the Israelites. Jesus died in our place. You see how he's doing it? In order. Happened in the garden. Happened in Egypt. Happened at Passover. Happened at the cross. He was the firstborn of many brethren. Romans 8.29. He died on the cross in order to reunite or reconcile us with God. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestine predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. The firstborn among many brethren. The blood. How about the blood? Everybody likes the blood, don't they? The blood. There's power in the blood. You've got to plead the blood. Pleading the blood is a legal term. Like you're in court. You plead your case. I plead for innocence, Your Honor. I plead this. I, I plead the blood. So let's talk about the blood. Talk about the blood here. The Israelites had to sprinkle the blood of the lamb on their doorpost as a sign to God. Whoever stayed in the house behind the blood of the lamb was safe from God's judgment against the Egyptians. Whoever stays with Jesus and does his will, the blood of Jesus will keep them safe from judgment. So let's look at this. Exodus chapter 12, verse 7. They shall take the blood and strike it on the two side post and on the upper door post of the houses wherein they shall eat it. So not only are they going to kill a lamb, not only are they going to cook a lamb and eat a lamb, they're going to take the blood and put it on the outside of their doors, on the side post and the top post. Now, do you not think, now let's just think about this, all right? Do you think that the Egyptians thought the Hebrews have lost their mind? Common sense, think about it just for a moment. They don't, the, the Egyptians do not know that this death angel, that this last plague is coming. They don't know what's happening. But you see, God's people know. God's people know ahead of time because God's always going to let us know. 
God's always going to show us. And so when they when they are, are walking down the street, they're seeing Joe the Jew, the Hebrew, putting blood outside on his door. And his neighbor, his name is Carl, Carl and Joe. And he's like, "Yo, Joe, what are you doing? Why you, why are you putting blood on your door?" And Joe, you know, and Joe said, "You know, Carl, you know the Lord's going to send a plague." And he told us to kill an animal and put the blood on the outside of the doors here. And when the death angel comes and he sees the blood on our house, he's going to pass over us. And Carl's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy Hebrews. But they didn't know what was coming. And so they put the blood on the doorposts, sides and top. God says in verse 12 of Exodus 12, For I will pass through the land this night, and I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Every judgment that came against Egypt was a judgment against a god of the Egyptians. The Egyptians worshipped the Nile. God judged the Nile. The Egyptians worshipped flies, frogs, lice. The Egyptians worshipped all kinds of stuff. Every judgment came, God judged their gods. Because God says, I'm going to show you who the real God is. I am the Lord. Verse 13, And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Sounds like what I just said a little bit ago. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. So living for the Lord for the, to the world may look like we've lost our minds sometimes. But guess what? If you follow and obey what the Lord has, God is going to see you through. Amen? Yeah? Romans 5.8 says this, But God showed His great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, He will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship, watch, our friendship with God was restored by the death of His Son. While the enemies were still His enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of His Son. Our life was spared because Jesus took that death for us. Passover... The Lamb took the death of the children of Israel for the firstborn cross. Jesus took it for all mankind. You see how it is? So they put the blood on the doorpost, top of the door frame, and on the threshold, and it formed what? It formed a cross. Top, sides, top, sides, a cross. There it is right there. Crazy Hebrews, smearing blood on the doors. Carl runs into Marty, saying, hey, Marty, you know what Joe the Jew's doing down the street? They're putting blood all over their houses. Blood? They're putting blood all over their houses. Says some kind of judgment's coming. But you see, that all changed a few hours later. Because this is twilight, this is... 
It's five, six, seven o'clock in the evening when the lamb is killed and the blood is applied. Amen. So it forms a cross. Let's go back. Exodus 12, 21. Then Moses called all the elders of the children of Israel together and said to them, Go pick out a lamb or a young goat for each of your families and slaughter the Passover animal. Drain the blood into a basin. Take, then take a bundle of hyssop branches and dip it in the blood. Brush the hyssop across the top and sides of the door frames of your houses. And no one may go through the door until the morning. God said, get in the house and don't leave. That could be just like the church. Get in the church and don't leave. That'll preach. Well, it's to death. So sin leads to death. His spirit leads to freedom. Why wouldn't you want to be free? You know? Consume it. Consume. The lamb had to be consumed entirely on the eve of Passover. We have to get Jesus in our lives and consume his word every day. In communion, we drink wine or grape juice to symbolize his blood and eat unleavened bread, which is matzah. Matzah. A symbol of his flesh during the Lord's Supper. Now, watch this. That's what matzah looks like. It's unleavened bread. There's a process that they go through to bake this bread. It has no yeast in it. Always remember this. Yeast is representative of sin. Okay? It is representative of sin in the Bible. Yeast. So when they took the Passover lamb, the bread that they ate was unleavened bread. The matzah eaten for Passover is unleavened bread. It doesn't have any yeast in it. Yeast is a symbol for sin. Jesus was without sin. Remember the scripture that says he's the bread of life? Remember that? He said, I am the bread of life. And the matzah is stripped, it's burnt, and it's pierced, representing what happened to Jesus' body. This is the flesh that he told us to eat. Okay. So in John chapter 6, in John chapter 6, Jesus is saying this, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. Now, we take communion here usually a couple times a year. We didn't do it the last week. We normally do it on the week before Easter because we celebrate the time when the Lord came into Jerusalem, but we haven't done it because of you know what. We're not even going to say it anymore. Right? We're getting ready to get rid of that mess around here. Anyway. When you take communion, that does not turn into the Lord's actual flesh and blood. Okay? It's symbolic. Okay? Do you know, let's think about, let's think about at a, at a wedding. What does the bride and groom do? 
at the reception. They eat cake and they drink punch or wine or whatever, right? What's that symbolic of? The two are becoming one. So you see how the, that communion has flown in, has, has made its way into our, our life, not only in church, but also when a man and a woman commit to being married to each other. There's that communion as well. So what the Lord is saying here in, in John 6, he's saying, now I'd, I'd want you to do the communion. I want you to do that. I want you to take the blood or the juice, and I want you to, when you do it, it's my blood. When you do, do the bread, it's my body. You're becoming part of me. Notice he said, he that, in verse 56, John 6, 56, he that dwelleth or eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. So we become one with the Lord. And we're walking in relationship. Then we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Paul is talking about this. This is King James. He said, and when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, also he took the cup. Now Paul... And a verse or two up said he received personally from the Lord these instructions. So I don't know if he personally saw the Lord or if the Lord did it in a revelatory form where he had a vision or, or was, I don't know how it happened, but I just believe that it happened. And so what he says is this, after the same manner also he took the cup, verse 25, when he had supped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. All right. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Now, there's a couple of things that we do with communion. Number one, we show and recognize the death of the Lord. Number two is we're remembering it. We show it and we remember. And he said, do this as often as you do this in remembrance of me until I come back. So that's how we do that. All of this started way back in Egypt. Okay? All of this started way back in Egypt. Now here's an extra little bonus on your on your uh, sheet there. The hyssop branch. And that's in Exodus 12:22. It states that the hyssop branch was used to apply the blood of the lambs uh, uh, to the door frames of the Israelites. Okay? So this plant was used to apply the blood. Now, in Mark 15.36, Jesus is offered wine mixed with gall to drink on a sponge attached to a hyssop branch. After tasting it, he would not drink it. Matthew 27.34, by refusing to drink it, he is refusing to be passed over. He's willingly allowing himself to be punished when he could have been passed over like the Israelites who painted their doors with blood. So he real, he wasn't willing to be passed over. He said, I'm taking the place right here. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? That's why you're here with me, Ginger. And then darkness. Brother John got the prize. The plague of the firstborn 
included darkness. Even darkness that could be felt. When Jesus was on the cross, an eclipse occurred. Luke 23, 44 through 45. When you read 23, 44 through 45, it's going to say that there was darkness on the earth from noon until 3 o'clock. And if you think about how an eclipse, a solar eclipse would happen, a perfect solar eclipse that would happen here, you know, there's going to be several hours of darkness. And why couldn't, why couldn't God align the heavens to do that? So you see how that all worked. All of this stuff, everything in Passover goes along with everything at the cross. And God's plan is always in order each step you go. So guess what? If the Lord's plan is orderly for salvation and for all of this, why wouldn't his be orderly for you and I? God wants you to walk in order. He wants you to walk in his divine plan. Amen. There you have it. The pass outs are yours. If you came in late and you need to pass out, we've got extra ones up here. But I want you to, I wanted you to have those so you can go back maybe and look at those later. Amen. Any questions, comments? Kevin, I know you've got one. Oh, really? Any questions or comments? So now, while we are celebrating Jesus coming into Jerusalem... While we are celebrating the Lord dying on the cross and the resurrection coming up this weekend, Jews who still believe that the Messiah has not yet come are celebrating Passover. Now, all right, can I give you, I'm going to bust your, you know, this is kind of like the wise men and the nativity scene, okay? There's only a couple things in the nativity scene that are really real. Mary, Joseph, the baby, the shepherds, and Kevin. Okay? Who was there when Jesus was born? Kevin. But um, you know the wise men weren't there in Bethlehem the night Jesus was born, right? You know that? Because it says that when they found the child, he was in a house. Okay. But let me give you this one. So he's supposed to be in the ground three in the grave three days. If he died on Friday and he resurrected on Sunday, that doesn't work. So we figure that he probably died on Wednesday night. So then he's in the ground Thursday and Friday and Saturday, three days. And then he was resurrected on the first day of the week, what the Word says, which is what? Sunday. But, I mean, it's nothing to fight with people over, you know. I don't want to see you on Fox News that you caused a riot, you know, at Walmart because somebody said he died on Friday and you said no he died Wednesday or Thursday or whatever no just you know but he had to he had to be in the, he said as Jonah was in the belly of the whale three days so will also must also the son of man be in the belly of the earth three days right 
So if he died on Wednesday evening, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, boom, Sunday he's alive. Just tidbit. Just pack that in your backpack and carry it around for a couple years. Amen. All right, let's all stand. Thank you for being so attentive tonight. Listen to me rattle and read. Ramble and read, rattle, rattle. So if you still want to get in the life class, we got plenty of room to get in the life class. That's Thursday of next week. Just let us know if you want to do that. If you need a coffee.